Welcome to the latest edition of Old Titans. I'm John Paul. B-Man. Matt. Red. Obviously we have guests today. I didn't even get to see we had guests before they jumped right in there. They're feeling at home. That's good to know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this today, but I am doing it. Talk show I'm really host, into uh, John Paul. There we go. So, how's everybody doing today? Fantastic. It's hot. It is hot. hot. It's very hot. It's hot today. I don't know. Florida, we are intentionally in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, <laughs> we're in Florida. But if you sit in the shade like we did just a few moments ago, having lunch, it, it was no still hot. It was still. Cool. You were sitting in the sun. I got there first, so I chose the seat <laughs> in the shade. That's smart. You wear long sleeve shirts all day. I don't know how you don't sweat to death. Because he's doing it's it. called rolling them up. Because he doesn't. Know that. Um, no, I mean like air even, conditioning. Even like like up to here would give me problems. Zero physical work on this man. <laughs> Yeah, he's got it figured out. He's working smarter, not harder. Yeah, there we go. That's I like that. Fault, I like then. that. All right, so as usual, outside of the banter, we're going to start with a B-Man question of the week. Bum, bum, bum. Now, see, sound effects. I don't know why you keep making the sound I effects. I dig it. I, 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 I like that one. That one was good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> well, John Paul's in Red Bull right now. But no, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. <laughs> I would love to see yeah. this man at Red Bull or drunk. It will happen one day. Anyways, if there was a movie that had a scene that was so over the top, whether it was going against the character in general or just like really, because a lot of times you got to suspend your belief a lot, especially in superhero movies. Yeah. But it was so over the top that even in a superhero movie, this is just unbelievable. That was just it. That's it. Yeah, that movie's done for you. And the scene could be anywhere in the movie. Anywhere. Beginning, anywhere. end, middle, whatever. Any of it. Um... All right. Did you have one in mind that you wanted to start out with? No, I don't, I, start? I don't start. You start. You're the starter. You start? Okay, I'll be the starter here. Um, I I was going to go with a lame answer, which was none. That was what I was going to go with first. That is a lame answer, yes. The reason I was going to say none is, for my part, usually a movie is either just completely bad. It's not one scene that did it. If they have that lame scene in there, it's usually the whole movie's bad. So the scene by itself didn't do it. Or I just skipped the movie altogether. But I did think of one that kind of did that. It even leads into a little bit later topics or whatever. Um, the last Spider-Man movie. The, the last Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. The movie as a whole, if you take out the ending, was just kind of there. It was average. I mean, eh, you know, it wasn't great. wasn't horrible. But the ending of the movie, you know, the, the rhino attacking and all that stuff, for, for me, that the finale on it was just kind of the magnifying all of the worst bits of the rest of the movie all in one moment, and it left such a bad taste that me and most everybody else feels like that was a crappy movie. So that 10-second long scene? I, I, I wow. think that's what did it. It was too much of, hey, don't forget, we're going to set up a franchise here and spin this off into five other movies and on and on and on. And didn't second, happen, by the way. No, it didn't franchise. happen. Second franchise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it was that that... Um, did it for me because the rest of the movie was probably just there. I'm shocked that you picked a Marvel movie as trash again. Actually, I, I love Spidey. Don't forget, I love Spider-Man. Okay, yeah, we'll get into that later on. Yeah, I, I, I do. Just just let you know when I trimmed comics down to where I was buying very, very, very few. I mean, there was one point I got down to where I was only buying like four or five comics total per month max. I don't know if I ever got below four. Um, Spider-Man was one of them at the time, so. It's, um, I love the character. Okay. Just saying. Well, I, I figured you'd pick Marvel. Okay. I'm actually picking a DC movie. 
Crazy, is it not? It could have been anything. I mean, I was actually thinking a good day to die hard. The whole scene where he's chasing after his son in this freeway truck and destroying everything. I don't know. It's stupid. Anyways. That, that's the problem is the whole movie. Yeah, the whole bad. movie didn't get much better. Kind of like Highlander 2. The whole movie's bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, now that y'all have me thinking, what movie got progressively worse as you watched it? Like, what movie started out okay, but the more you watch it, did the worse it got? Suicide Squad. Easy answer. Yeah, easy answer. Okay. All right. So, no su- comment. Superman Returns. Okay, and Superman Returns. You actually admit this was a bad movie in general. I will not watch Superman Returns. I, I've seen combined, in all the little bits I've seen of it, combined, maybe two minutes of this movie. And that's probably a good thing. And, I, and you know I love DC. I, I will not watch this movie. I will go with how you felt about Spider-Man 2, where yeah. it was okay, below average, but I was, whatever. Superman, I enjoy Superman. At the end of the movie, or near the end of the movie... You know, he lands on this kryptonite island, which, yeah, a big island. Now, you've seen other Superman movies. This is a sequel to part two, I'm guessing, where a little yeah. rock ultimately destroys him. Right. So you figure a giant island should wipe him out completely. But he's okay at first. And then Lex Luthor stabs him with a kryptonite knife. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing. Right. He manages to fly up to the sun and regenerate. Then, on top of all that... Flies back down underneath into the water, next to the island the entire time of kryptonite, where he should probably drown, and manages to lift this kryptonite island and throw it out of space. Of all that, the only part I could see is the lifting the island, if there was enough you know, lead and such in the soil you, you, to block right. it. You're digging. You're, you're digging. Well, he had to dig, too. Oh, he had to dig. You're yeah. right, he did. But that's the only one I could see. Yeah, everything else you said, yeah, that's lame. And I, that, But it's not the only lame it part was, of that movie. There's a lot of bad parts, but that part right there was pretty much, I'm done. <laughs> that movie, though, started with bad, since Superman 2 ended with, sorry, Mr. President, I'm sorry I wasn't here for you. I'll always be here for you in the future, I promise. And then it immediately goes to, you know, if you ignore the rest, because this Returns is supposed to be a sequel to two. Right. He left Earth. <laughs> and gone for a few years. And gone for a few years. He makes a promise to the president, and then immediately breaks it. That's not Superman. So the movie started on a bad premise. Uh, just That was the tip of the iceberg for me, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So how about um, our two guests here? Matt, please. Um, all right. Y'all don't laugh at me. <laughs> but, but mine okay. is actually gonna be I just watched it very recently I watched it on Netflix Finding Dory is on Netflix and I'm aware that the premise of this movie is a bunch of fish that like talk to other fish that also talk and turtles and, and turtles. turtles there are and turtles. Turtles. seals they included seals in this one they, they did but that's not what's wrong with it <laughs> because they established that these fish you know, are sentient and they like talk and stuff, but the people still perceive them as regular fish. That's why they put them in, you know, aquariums and they eat treat them, them and as such. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So you go through the movie, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You get to the end, though, and there's this squid that drives a truck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, this is it. This is too much. He's an octopus. It's, oh, yeah, octopus. You're right. Octopus. I'm sorry. At that point, it doesn't make much of a difference. Exactly. Either one, doesn't matter what he is, he shouldn't be driving a truck. It's no. too much. That whole... <laughs> too much. The whole ending was like a big wavelength. It's like, okay, this is going to be the... Cl- nope, nope, this is not going to be the climax. Oh, no, this is totally yes. happening. Nope, 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 not going to be it. And they piling on, and then okay. he jumps the truck into the ocean, and yep. you're just like, all right, well... All right, fine. This, well, is, see, this is fine. I'm going to say one thing here, only because I should have said it at the beginning, and we didn't say it. <laughs> and this jumped out at me, because I haven't <laughs> seen this movie yet. Oh, um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> 
Um, just in general, we're a spoiler-filled podcast, and if we talk about it, you better believe we're probably going to spoil it for you. Including I now, I have no reason to watch Finding Dory, because I know how it ends. I don't no, know. It right there. Who's the guy who actually plays the octopus? What's I don't his, know. The actor? Uh, let's keep talking he's about it. He's in Modern Family. Family. Yeah. Octopus yeah. Man. Who, he plays in Modern, Modern Family. Oh, the, the main guy. The yeah, main, yeah, he's funny. The octopus no. himself, the character no. is great. You should watch the movie probably just for him. Just for him? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's really awesome. good. I shouldn't watch it to see if they find Dory. That's Dory actually not what the actual premise of the movie is. Yeah, it's actually it it's a okay. very misleading title. It's a very <laughs> misleading title, yes. Okay. Dory was never really lost, yeah. Not really. No. They knew what she was pretty much at all times. Well, except Dory true. mentally is always lost. That's true. Yeah. And Ellen does a great job with Dory. El- Ellen does. is amazing. I love Ellen. My All turn? right, your turn. Well, again, kind of like what Matt is um, saying, I, I watched this movie several years ago when I was like 13, 14. I loved it. I loved so like two years movie. ago. Shut up. Sorry. I watched it. I went back home recently, and it was on TV. Underworld, the first movie, the very first Underworld. And I'm going to throw out there before you go too far. Mm-hmm. Love Underworld. I love Underworld, <laughs> too, but there, let me explain to you what happens. Just saying. That's just fine. saying. Lucius may be Twilight. my favorite character in the entire film. I love okay. Lucius. Okay. Love him. But the scene at the very end where they're going through the sewers. Yeah. And, they're, and she is in this uh, clad leather outfit. Completely skin tight. It's completely the entire movie. Yep. Size zero. Size zero. And he's doing these back Which is flips. accurate, by the way. They have it in the Smithsonian, and it is a size zero. Just letting you know, I do love this movie. <laughs> and she's just doing yeah. back flips through all the sewers, and like, like uh, the wonderful little like, where they attach like these uh, these ropes to you and like pull you through yes. the air and so on and so forth. Yeah. At that point, I was like, this is so cheesy. This is wonderful. So that is the one over-the-top thing that just came to my mind when you mentioned that question. Well, I, in a movie with vampires fighting werewolves, I, I'm. I'm okay with but that. But if you just... establish logic, you have to stick to it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. That octopus shouldn't have drove a truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from a logic standpoint, he's, he's, he's got us. Yes, he that, had that is the most st- illogical one of everything. That, that is true. Yeah. Did you have Nick's answer by any chance? His was, uh, yeah, my moral compass Nick is not here. But his answer was when in Die Hard somebody flies a... No, no, no. They, they shoot a car into a helicopter like it's a missile, whatever oh, that means. Oh, yes. Live free or die hard. Yeah, apparently that's just too much. Okay. Well, you know, that, it's die hard. That, yeah. But Nick is actually still with us. He's just he, with no, us he, yeah, he's not dead. He's just not, he's not, <laughs> he's not now physically in our presence. Wherever he is right now, I guarantee his shoes are untied. Yeah, that's Now I'm thinking sad. of Skyfall. Okay, you're thinking too much. Yeah. Skyfall. You're just cool Skyfall. That falls fun. Just don't make fun of Twilight, or no, he'll be upset. I know. <laughs> John Paul, he, he rages out. He turns into Hulk. Hey, I like Twilight. I know give you me, do. Give me a break. Hey, you like Yu-Gi-Oh. I like so. season one of Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, well, you know. But... And have you watched Yu-Gi-Oh abridged? I, yes, I have, actually. That was even better. Yeah. Even better. Oh, man, a couple of nerds sitting there. Got have it. you watched DBZ abridged? It's beautiful. Oh, right. there's news. <laughs> so let's, let's move on to the news. Let's see if we have anything worth talking about. So, um, one of them that's probably not a surprise to anybody based on its results in the theater, although I'm kind of a little disappointed because I enjoyed the movie. Um, Terminator Genesis, which was the last Terminator movie to come out, did have a sequel planned. It was supposed to be the first of a new trilogy. Well, the Terminator has been terminated. They've um, removed... Double time. Yeah, they removed Terminator from the um, schedule. And from my understanding, the Terminator franchise um, reverts back to um, James Cameron in 2019. And he is in talks with, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but whoever directed 
that really weird that nobody cared about movie Deadpool or something like that wasn't it wasn't that a movie sometime in the yeah, past yeah yeah, funny yeah, yeah. Um, the director of Deadpool huh. is who he's talking to to pick up and start directing a brand new oh. Terminator sequence once he gets the rights back first of all we need to talk to the biggest news we had this week uh-huh. our convention the convention you and I go to for years and years and years I've always enjoyed Megacon mm-hmm. that's my second favorite but okay yeah okay. okay well it's the one we go to it's, it's been our convention okay you know okay. in, in, in a platonic way and Matt's coming with us this year by the way I found that out cool I'm going yeah you're in hey. I don't care I'm still going <laughs> I, didn't say I have to so, go with you a special guest has been announced for this one yeah Iron Mike Tyson yeah is at Megacon yeah I thought John Paul um, due to the non-explicit nature of our podcast and the fact that I wouldn't say anything explicit anyway, I will give you a simple thought. This is a comic book convention, a sci-fi convention, a convention for people who care about comic books and science fiction. Yes, some of these people do care about other things in life. I care about computers. I don't want to go to a comic book convention and have a lot of computer tracks and computer stuff. I care about, um, I don't know, swimming. I like swimming. I don't want to go to a sci-fi comic book convention and have tracks and guests that talk about swimming pool design and such. I get what you say, Mike. Yes. Mike Tyson has nothing to do with the comic Mike book Tyson sci-fi world. Mike Tyson has a very successful, one of the biggest classic NES games ever, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And he has one of the best adult swim cartoons right now, Mike Tyson's Mysteries. That's now, a, that'd be great for a mystery convention. No, don't get me wrong. I already have your name and address printed out, and I'm going to give it to Mike Tyson and say, by the way, this guy hates you. Okay. <laughs> and talk smack me all the time. I'll wear earmuffs. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just in case. Good luck dragging him in the line to meet him. Ah, sorry. I'll do it. Mm. I'm going to give it that. So that's the big news. For, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So go go news, into the other news. news. Well, that it's going to be Stan Lee's last Megacon. Stan Lee is currently, each convention he's hitting is his last one in each of those states. Mm-hmm. Unless he gets ill and can't make it to him, which he's had a couple here recently. Mm-hmm. He did put out a statement that he's, he's fine, but his doctors recommended don't, don't push yourself. Don't get push. well before continuing right. to go. Uh, just kind of reassuring everybody that he's not at death's door or anything like that. But if he was, just imagine being the last guy in line and getting his autograph. The last Stan Lee autograph? Yeah. It'd be kind of sad. Be it would be very sad, but yeah. like... I have Stan Lee's What's worth? Well, probably you the keep same. You've seen is... a lot of morbid stuff on this show. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like two or three weeks in a row. I would say it'd done. be very much similar to. Um, used to love to go to the Star Trek conventions when they were, you know, some smaller, very Star Trek focused ones. And DeForest Kelly, you know, Bones, Doctor McCoy himself was there at one, and he'd gotten quite a bit older, and he had a very, very bad arthritis, and he really could not write very well anymore. It it, it caused him a lot of pain, but he would always autograph a handful of items. For charity. And I don't know, when they first talked about that, they were talking talking it up before starting to auction the items off. I don't know, that to me that's in that same kind of sad kind of feeling of, you know, and this is, this is No, cool. I love Stanley. He's like my hero. Yeah. Like bucket list of five guys I want to meet. So anyway, let's go on the news. Met him multiple times. Just, oh, that's just awesome. so you know. I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, yeah. I personally have not. I do don't. do you have Stanley's autograph? I do not have his autograph, but I got to ride in an elevator with him. I have Stanley's yeah, autograph. It was know. expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you don't have Stanley's autograph? What? Because I wrote an elevator. Because it's expensive. Oh, um, I think John Paul makes more money than Red. Yeah, I could no, be wrong. No, no, but I, don't I mean, think so. That doesn't mean you value things the same way. Um, <laughs> I, I typically don't. I will say I typically don't pay for autographs. Um, 
He sneaks onto elevators <laughs> and he forces people to give them to him. He does. He waits outside the room. Yeah, I just, I just, an autograph is, you know, a way of capturing a memory of meeting someone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay them for capturing a memory. That, to me, it's about the act of meeting them. I'm still going to remember that I met them. I don't have to show out. And that actually blows my mind because you and I talked before and we had a job prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Where for the life of you, you can't remember anybody we worked with. I mentioned the person's <laughs> name. Who's that? You worked with them. They weren't Stanley. Did I? They sat right next to you, John Paul. <laughs> Did the office right next to you. Yours. But were, were they Stanley? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, then. That, that's it would good. be awesome if you guys used to work with Stanley. And he was cool. just like one office over. <laughs> He'd forget. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. All right. On with the news. Okay. Uh, a couple more items here. Um, Aaron Sorkin. Um, he of West Wing and... Newsroom, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, American President, uh, Steve Jobs movies, um, fame, you know, very, very, very good writer, um, television and movie creator. He's in talks. He has meetings coming up with DC and Marvel to look at doing a property for one of the two of them. However, he's never read a comic book in his life, and he is looking for suggestions for what could fit him and that he could be interested in, something he'd love so much he'd want to go back and read every issue ever written from issue number one. Which is good because a lot of people who approach it like he's approaching it want to ignore the stuff that's existed and put their own mark on it saying, no, no, I don't care what happened before. I'm an artiste. I'm going to do my own. That's how you move Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, thinking of that, you know, here in a little bit we're going to start talking about movies and things we'd like to see happen. I'm going to focus a little bit on what my suggestions would be for Aaron Sorkin probably. Cool. And the last little bit of news, we had two huge trailer drops this past week. In fact, we had teasers drop first, mm-hmm. and then trailers, yes. which B-Man here had commented on that. What was it you had said about... It's We've come to a point right now in life where even our trailers have trailers. Do you remember Max Headroom yes, from the 80s? I do. Do you remember the Max Headroom TV show that didn't last very long? It was a great TV show. It was a fun TV show. It was, yes. And they actually... One of their most popular TV shows within the TV show were blipverts. Blipverts were these little bitty short things. That is correct, yes. To me, that's, that, um, I don't know, it, it, it's just, science fiction is wonderful about predicting the future. We're moving towards blipverts. But, anyway, so the two teasers and then the two following trailers were for the Justice League. Technically, the first official Justice League trailer. The previous one was the teaser trailer that they had at um, Comic-Con. There's actually three trailers. I'm trying to find it right now, and I couldn't find it. It's supposed to come out today. Okay. Again. Um, so three in general, not three Justice League, you're saying? Right. Well, the movie It. Yeah, okay, the movie It, yes. Uh, but, so the first full um, Justice League trailer, and then the first full um, Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Yeah, okay. So I know we want to talk about those a little bit. Has everybody here seen both trailers? Yes. Yes. Uh, I've only seen the Justice League one because I read the comments on the Spider-Man one. Okay. And people are very not happy. There we go. The, the, the Spider-Man trailer revealed so much. Because people were talking about, oh, I, I, I love the movie. It's a shame it was like only two minutes and 30 some odd seconds long because it covered right. the, one of the major plot points and the conclusion of that, that, that plot is a, point. That is trailer. a problem with a lot of trailers these days is they do give away the entire I, movie. I was okay with that trailer. Okay. I've been avoiding it. I've been purposefully avoiding it. I didn't like it. I gotta say, I didn't. Okay, like what Spider-Man. did you not like about Spider Man? It wasn't Spider Man. It wasn't Spider. It wasn't Spider Man, except for one moment, right in the middle, when he's swinging past a bridge. Hi guys, and keeps going. 
That was Spider-Man. Well, what's, what's not Spider-Man? I, I can't figure out. What's not Spider-Man? Outside of that, this is Ultimate Spider-Man. This which is, is this still is, No, no, this is Ultimate Spider-Man, which is definitely not Spider-Man. This is not, you know, created in the 1960s by Stan the Man Lee. This is, <laughs> you know, your, your legend, your hero... Did not create this Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is okay. So you know, okay, no, no that's fine. Time constraints. We'll go back to that in a second. Okay, Justice League. You okay with Justice League? Justice League was fun. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, he's doing a thing. No, he's I'm, doing, I'm doing a thing. He's doing a thing. You're okay, Batman. You're okay with Batman? I'm okay with Batman. Yes. What I've seen of Batman, I'm so okay with. So you're okay with the Frank Miller version of Batman, which is not the Batman from the comic books, but you're against Ultimate Spider-Man. Frank Miller version of Batman, which is like there were two. There were two Frank Miller versions. Yeah, the second one was Batman. Well, no, what I know, what I mean is, there was the Dark Knight. There's All Star, which was in the future. Yeah, it's true. It, it was Elseworlds. Got about All Star, future, future, I guess. But you've got, you know, an Elseworlds or possible Elseworlds future. Okay. Are we leading to it or not? I don't know, but possible Elseworlds future. But it's where he could go. And there was Year One. Remember, Frank Miller did Year One, which was a classic, and most people love Year One. I like Year One. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This wasn't Year One Batman. No, this is not Year One Batman. This is Dark Knight It's Batman. not 100% Dark Knight. He de- There's no question. Zack Snyder is doing a lot of his stuff around the Dark Knight Batman. But it is not redefining who Batman is. It's defining who he could be. He's not redefin- Spider-Man is being redefined. He's no longer he's creating himself. He's no longer... He's been created. He's been established. He, he's not creating all his web shooters and his own no, costume and all this kind of stuff. It's everything else. Tony Stark is like his crutch. I mean, Tony Stark is his new Uncle Ben. Um, not Rice, but, you know, uh, the dead one. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of morbid. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, in fact, we're going to find out probably in this movie, I bet, that Uncle Ben never said any historic words. That Tony Stark said them later about with great power comes great responsibility. I bet you're wrong on that. Oh, I, I bet Uncle Ben still said it, but I would. I have no doubt they're gonna have Tony Stark say, "With great power comes great responsibility." Tony Stark would movie. never say that. Oh, he'll say it, and somebody. Say, with great look, power comes great use of more power. Go do it. <laughs> uh, he'll say the great responsibility line. First of all, somebody, the line is Pepper or somebody will give him a look. With great power mm-hmm. must also. You cut the word must. Must also come great responsibility. That's the actual line. Yeah, that, that's fine. But no, I mean, I'm just saying right now. This so far, the Spider-Man trailer. I don't know how Matt feels. I'm into it. Into it as well. Eddie Brock, really? I mean, that, that, that's I'll, the ultimate. Are we sure this is Eddie Brock? Yes, it's Eddie Brock. This is the ultimate Eddie Brock. That's just wrong. Eddie Brock is a character from Peter's adult lifetime, not his teenage and high school lifetime. Venom comes along later in his career. They're going to be spinning Venom out of this into an R-rated movie, which also is kind of a problem if you're aiming this at kids. But you love the show no, Smallville, didn't you? So it's, yeah. I love Smallville. Smallville was... The what was it at the time? Earth WB. It was not Earth One. It was not the primary Earth. Yeah, but WB. this is Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is, but, yes, this but is nothing else. Altogether. Nothing else about the rest of their cinematic universe has been the Ultimate Universe. I am going to go back but, to. But that's what I'm saying. It's a different universe altogether. I mean, Iron Man's origin story isn't exactly like original Iron Man. No, no, they've changed. They yeah. Actually, when the first after the first Iron Man movie came out, they completely reworked the comic book character. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. They're they're doing their own thing with this. I like that. Peter has somebody to lean on because he is like a kid that has no direction but has all this power. So without, like, if he makes any good decisions without Tony Stark there, right? It's like I showed you. But if he messes up, then it's like you have some some repercussions there. Other than the same ones that you always get, like I don't want to see 
uh, Uncle Ben, you know, he's not not even in this one or whatever. Like, I'm glad that they skipped over all that. They if you've seen the origin story twice, I think. Yeah, I'm very exactly. happy they skipped they over it this time. If they gave me the same Spider-Man that they tried to give me with the original one, and then they tried to give me again with Garfield, I'd be like, oh, Spider-Man again, which exactly. I like. But is that really what I need? Probably not. No, it's the same story. Doing it. This is a new Spider-Man, which I'm happy to get. I, I, yeah, I understand them going to go with the Ultimate Universe, though, because you're, Matt's right. They've already done the origin story of the old Spider-Man twice. Yeah. So they want to go with something like something that hasn't already been done twice. So. And just ignore 60 to 70 years of comic book history that has worked versus the Ultimate Universe, which was a failed experiment but, and they just killed. Again, you're, you're the DC here where mm. Zack Snyder has all those characters wrong. Yeah. Superman, I'm sorry. That is not Superman. That was definitely not the Kent. There's a lot of He was not the Kent. He had Superman okay, but we didn't get to see enough of Superman to know just how much Superman he was or wasn't. Superman is still a question mark. The Kents were not the Kents. No question. Right. Zack Snyder had them completely wrong, both of them. I agree. I I just, this is a little sidebar-y, I guess, because this is a conversation we had a long time ago in my office my office. I'm very important. Um, <laughs> I said something to you about Lex Luthor and Batman versus Superman. You were like, oh, well, that's just because you don't know the complete history. At one point, Lex Luthor did have hair and he was kind of crazy. That's not Lex Luthor, though. That's and, his like, son. You, you drove this whole thing. You were like, but no, this is how this round circle fits into this. Matt's doing uh, hand motions, by the way. So, of, like, to be like, oh, Matt's that's not me. my Spider Man, though, feels a little. Con- contrived That's because the, that wasn't my Lex Luthor but give you, it to you him, were man. like give it you to gotta him. be okay with that Lex Luthor yes. if you don't know about the other Lex Luthor the only reason I'm okay with that with the Lex Luthor in the movie because that wasn't Lex Luthor that was Alexander Luthor his son no that was no, Lex that was no, that was Alexander Lionel, Lionel because that's what dad. it said on the invitation he never goes by Lex though I mean he never goes by Alexander no, but Lex it's always never... been his, it's always been his full name Red Terror is now officially out of this conversation I am convinced that that was Alexander Luther. Let me tell you about all that and why it doesn't matter. Because that <laughs> Spider-Man trailer looks awesome. It does. <laughs> now, we have plenty of time. We're still going to make topic proposition. We probably do need to get to that since we're down to 18 minutes and 50 seconds left on our yes. recording for the day. Um, more to come. And I have a feeling we're all going to end up seeing both of these movies either right. way. And so, I, we will like Spider-Man better. Actually, I will say I've, I've come out for the DC movies that if any of them score below... The fifty percent on Rotten Tomato, I won't see him anymore. So maybe not. I may not see Justice. Wonder Woman looks good. Um, it looks like something. <laughs> it looks great. It does. Wonder Woman looks great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Movie does yeah. too. But you know. Uh, oh, look at you right there. Hey, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, I, I give you that credit. I give you okay. that credit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Linda Carter. Thing, you know. Anyways. Oh, you're talking about the movie one. I'm oh, yes. sorry. You're talking about the movie so, one. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll get a, yeah. And, Actually, Matt saved us this week, too. Did you actually think about this? Yes. Except for his feelings about Spider-Man no, I'm, I'm with, I'm with him totally, actually. I'm totally with him. I'm bored in that one. Okay. Um, you and I, for some reason, every other week have struggled getting thinking of topics. In comes Good Matt. Because you know, we've, we've, had, we've had weeks where we've I been mean, right there. I had that one topic about gorillas. That was dope. That was, that was the one time we asked you John Paul's idea. Podcast of the Apes. Still the best episode we've ever. And, I, mean, we, I messaged everybody through email, and of course, you know, messaged a red terror, and she's just like, "Duh, I like colors." So I'm like, "Well, I need, some, I need stuff from Matt here." Shut up! You never messaged me. You were, you're part you of the, you're part of, you're part of the email chain. You never messaged me I mes- ever. I messaged so George. Matt's response was, "Yes, Matt." Um, I wondered 
And this is, we did one about characters, like who you would want to see brought to the big screen, but I was very specific to say what comic storylines you would like to see adapted into movies or shows. Um, and, like, that's dope, because I got an awesome answer. Okay. <laughs> I might have had an answer yeah. before yeah, I you asked. You do it for a little cliffhanger, because yeah. I'm talking to him this morning, like, yeah, I thought okay. of the okay, great. And I cast it, too. I'm like, what the heck, man? Well, without going into a 16-minute discussion on it, since mm-hmm. that's all we have left, what is your you know, My suggestion, suggestion is uh, the classic tale of, it's DC also, Kingdom Come. One of the best stories ever told in comics, and if they did an awesome, I would do three movies, but that's beside the point, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. And I'd have James Cameron direct it. Ed Harris would be my Batman. Russell Crowe would be my Superman. Mm-hmm. Demi Moore would be my Wonder Woman. Shazam would be Vince Vaughn. We'd get him in shape. He'd be, he'd be Shazam. And then, check this out, Lex Luthor, John Goodman. Wow. Mm. That's a movie you want to see. I'm actually on board with that so far. I'm trying to figure out if there's any of that that I'd want to see. Really? Yeah, I honestly am. That's right. Ed Harris, okay, yeah, I get the Ed Harris as Batman. I would actually stick with my Batman. I don't know if Demi Moore can do Wonder Woman. You think she could do Wonder Woman? I don't, I don't know. Wonder Woman? You, yeah, well, you, Demi, Demi Woman. You need mm. an old person to be yes. Batman. I was asking Michael Heaton. And you need... No, no, he's not old enough. Like You need, like, he... Because you've read Kingdom Come, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, it's a great story. Yeah, he's got he's all... He's got the robot suit on, basically, because he can't walk around on his own and stuff. Ed Harris can pull that off, but Ed Harris is also an awesome actor. See, to me, the old Batman... And this is something they've talked about since the late 90s. The old Batman is Clint Eastwood. They, they talked about doing The Dark Knight Returns. And then at one point they talked about doing Batman Beyond as well. Mm-hmm. And old Batman with Clint Eastwood. That, I mean, It's funny you say that because that was my original choice. But then I looked him up. I was like, man, he is too old actually. At this so point he is. He would be, and crazy. If you know, you know Kingdom Come, it's actually told from the perspective of a old dying yeah. man. That would be... Just because I love Cleveland. He's not too. He's not too old to do the Batman Beyond. That's Bruce. true. Yeah, yeah. He but could do for that. The others, one. You're right. For the but others. Yeah, so Clint Eastwood Honestly. here, as you can see, old man Clint Eastwood. That's who the story's told through. Okay. So yeah, I like it. you I like that it. part at least, right? I'm assuming that, that part's good. Right, cool. Here, here's my problem with it. I loved Kingdom Come. Don't get me wrong. Loved mm-hmm. Kingdom Come. The Alex Ross painting and all the rest of the stuff. What surprises me is that when you think about it, visually, walk through that book and picture it. It's a Zack Snyder movie. It looks on paper like a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, but it is Watchmen. It's not Batman vs. Superman. Well, no, you're right. It's more of a Watchmen style. But as much as y'all tend to not like it, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan or anything like that, but I'm surprised that's what you would pick because the book itself comes across very much like that. Yeah. You go ahead, John Paul, with this one. Uh, you're next. You're next. I'm next. You, 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 you gave the thumbs up to the topic, so... Yes, I'm the executive producer in the show. That's why I'm getting okay. up. Yeah. And I actually hate saying this answer because I'm I don't want to promote DC though. I actually wanted to say Star Wars: Dark Empire. Great story mm-hmm. again, yeah. but, but then you realize how much of a nerd that made you sound like. I'm, 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 I'm already I'm already there. You do man. realize just, you're part of a, a podcast dedicated to nerd stuff. That right? is true. That is true. I mean, there's some stuff. Doc Empire is great. The original Doc Empire. Right, I'm gonna say it has to be high budget though on this one. It has to be done exactly right, otherwise you can really mess this up. But DC's Green Lantern's Blackest Night. 
you need, need to establish these characters for a while now. I don't, I don't have totally cast yet. Actually, I only have one character cast so far, or two characters cast. But Blackest Night is actually one of the coolest stories I've read in probably the new millennium. I think I love Blackest Night. Oh, that's great. Um, I, I still think you know he's probably older now. Nathan Fillion as Hal Jordan, love it. He just has to lose a little weight. He doesn't, and that's fine. He can work. Yeah, down. Oh, I mean, yeah. Again, yeah. he's he's, he's no an amazing actor. He he has puts the comedy off right, and he's. Can he's, he's, and he's been Hal Jordan. He was the yeah, animated voice yeah, in the, yeah, in for a while. Mm-hmm. And Crispin Glover as um, Black Hand. Hmm. I don't have anything else cast yet. Again, you threw me for a little loop right there. I, I can see the Crispin Glover as the creepy Black Hand. Yeah, that, can you? Yeah, that, that, I like that. You have to really establish Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps and you know Sinestro Corps and that kind of stuff. You need a lot of establishment. You need a lot of build up to their storyline. But Blackest Night, I think, is one of the coolest stories ever. I love it. I couldn't get enough of that storyline. Can I get a 30-second synopsis of what that story is? Basically, originally there's always... Actually, I'm telling John Paul, you know better than I know him. The Blackest Night? Yeah. Okay, coming out of Sinestro Corps War. Uh, you, the Sinestro Corps War, you had kind of the resurgence. Jeff Johns had already gotten very popular on Green Lantern. Green Lantern book had already gotten very popular. Sinestro Corps War was supposed to be just within the Green Lantern books themselves, a crossover. It ended up exploding and outselling everything for the few months it was out. Amazing. Um, it was an incredible book. And coming out of that, they realized we need to capitalize on this. And Jeff Johns already had several storylines coming, one of which was bringing back an old Green Lantern villain, Black Hand, and connecting him. You had the spectrum now of all the different lanterns mm-hmm. out there. You had the red and green and mm. yellow and so on. Yes. As part of that spectrum, they created the Black Lanterns, which were the undead. Mm-hmm. Basically, you mixed zombies and the Green Lantern stuff together. Cool. And, and the zombies. And they were powered... This is, this is one of the cool things from the DC history. Powered by the Anti-Monitor's corpse. Powered the whole Black Lantern power battery. And John Paul actually named the Anti-Monitor. He's a story well, for the later. We'll, we'll, we'll go through that some other time, though. That could be a good episode yes. one, one time. Um, so, powering all this. And corpses. So, they get to bring back people like Ma and Pa Kent. Or, mm-hmm. um, for Hal Jordan, bringing back you know people who died in Coast City. Vic Sage came um, back. Yeah. Fixed stage, you name it. All these dead characters coming back, but under the control of Black Hand as evil versions, and you, it affected the whole yeah. DC universe. Batman came back when he was dead at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was dead at that point. And, yes. And at one moment in there, you actually part of what helped them was um, several of the characters got other colored rings. So you had Flash as a Blue Lantern. You had um, Scarecrow was yellow, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't Bat- like you actually, should give him a ring at all. Actually, yeah. Batman <laughs> got the yellow ring first. Batman got the yellow ring first right. and rejected it, and then it went to Scarecrow. So Batman is technically scarier than Scarecrow, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you had, um, was it Lex Luthor got the orange ring, I believe? Avarice, the orange Reed. ring. Uh, let's see, Wonder Woman got, was she pink? Or was she yeah, love. Yeah, she, she, got she, love. she got love. Okay. Um, and so Adam on. got, yeah. So it, it was very cool. It, it, so it, was, it encompassed everybody, but it was still a Green Lantern-focused story. Okay. But, yeah, kind of graphic novel. I, you, you should definitely read this. This is an awesome story to me. Cool. Yeah, I'm into that. All right. Um, not for the reason I like DC, but it seems like I'm... DC has a lot of very iconic stories. Right. So I think that's why I thought of this first. And this, I had three or four different ones to pick from. And the one that I thought could fit, actually, Aaron Sorkin, as we mentioned earlier, really well, um, Identity Crisis. The Justice League story, Identity Crisis. I don't know if anybody else remembers that. I've read that, yeah. Identity Crisis was a very controversial story at the time in comics. Um, it's one that made Deathstroke one of the coolest characters. He took on like half the league 
and was able to defeat them in one scene. Which, realistic or not, it's almost like when you have Batman taking on yeah, you know, several that level. Okay, but but in, in a moment in time, it, it works in, in a certain scene. Um, the whole thing's a murder mystery. At, at the beginning of it, you just get all the characters in their, in their spots. And at the end of the first issue, you discover that um, the elongated man, um, Ralph Dibney's wife, has been murdered. And everybody goes into panic mode because they, they realize that some supervillain is out targeting their, their whoever's closest to them. Mm. So Lois Lane and others are immediately taken into you know protective custody in different places, and all the heroes go into detective mode. So it's not an outright punch punching fest. It's not zombies. It's not everything else. Yeah, it was else. definitely a fun story. Um, it added in a lot of psychological stuff. We learned that at one point in the past, Zatanna had messed with villains' minds, including Batman's at one point, and with magic, and all kinds of different things. So there's a lot of talking, a lot of drama. I think that could be really cool one for Aaron Sorkin to do. And, and again, as a standalone story, it would work really well. And could give a long-dated man the respect he deserves. Do a quick cast. Do a quick cast. I have no I'm idea. On the spot. I have no Brody. idea. Yeah. Other than taking the gray out of his hair, I'd leave Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay. That, that'd be perfectly fine, because he did a great job. He did, absolutely. I agree, but I think there's like, like a conflict of creative interest. Because I think Ben Affleck wants to be Batman, the animated series Batman, and, and what is his name, Zack Snyder? What is his name? Guys? Zack, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, who wants to be Frank Miller Batman. So yeah. there's like a weird conflict of interest going on right there. But I still love Ben Affleck as Batman. Well, yeah. what, is, what is your topic here? Uh... This is a tough one because, unfortunately, I haven't read all of that many comics, but except for, you know, the question, Paul Dini, uh, not Paul Dini, but um, Danny O'Neill and Denny Cohen's um, Zen and Violence run. Yeah, and those are great. You I, could pick any one of those stories. Pretty much, yeah, but they're, they're more or less standalones. Well, I mean, the Zen and Violence, Zen and Violence are more or less standalones. You had a couple of them that had some overarching plots. Yeah. But honestly, I'd just like to see that. I, I can't think of an actor in mind that I would love to see. Zen and Violence almost, as a series. Almost maybe. any of the Denny O'Neill stuff could, oh, so could translate good. really well. Oh, he's so good. Um, you could also have Green Arrow, The Longbow Hunters. You could. That would, I mean, I had a few, cool. actually. Maximum Carnage I really wanted. But again, can you really do Maximum Carnage and not be like NC-17? Probably not. <laughs> um, Joker's laugh, Last Laugh. Mm-hmm. I love that storyline. Yeah. I thought it was actually hysterical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had to stay with Blackest Night. I really had to. <laughs> it was tough. Um, I did have one Marvel one, which was on the short my short list of mentioning it first until I thought of the Aaron Sorkin list. Okay. Um, Spider Man story. Um, Craven has been always been one of my favorite. Craven's last hunt. Craven's last hunt. Great story. Mm-hmm. If you did just the Craven's last hunt story with Spider Man, that could be an incredible Spider Man movie right there. Again, what's that? Mid eighties, I think it was. Yeah, it's mid eighties. Yeah. It's dating me. That's why I'm an old titan. Now, I'm right there with you. I remember that yeah. came out. I was blown away. I remember the best cover ever was him rising from the grave. Yep. Oh, oh just incredible. In, in his black outfit and that kind of thing. And finding Mary Jane. Like, mm-hmm. it's really you this time. Like, yeah, it yep. wasn't Craven. Oh, amazing storyline. That was actually a fun story in general. I, just, yeah. I liked how you closed your eyes and you're like, I can see you picturing I'm imagining right now in my head. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I, I love that. It was great. Yeah. It was. It was great. And you know... They could go with something just fun. The first um, of the big crossover stories that wasn't meaningful to all the characters it was to Spider-Man, maybe to the thing for a short period of time, but one of the most fun and definitely one of the biggest toy creators, do Secret Wars, the original Secret Wars. The original was great. 
Just do it. The don't, problem don't deviate. is, just do it. I've read that recently, and that's kind of cheesy now. It hasn't really held up its time. I don't think it's as good as maybe, you ever being. Maybe not, but it, it was so much fun. Or actually, Spider-Man. I mean, I didn't make some Carnage, but 361 and 363, three issues, when he had to go get Venom to help him beat Carnage when Carnage first appeared, that was such an amazing story as well. So again, I, there's a few I could do, but I think they're all good. For, Matt, I think wins. <laughs> I, I hate to yeah, say it. Yeah, Kingdom Come. What, Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come, man. Kingdom Come and... I, I, I agree know. with it, dude. I really do. It's just the casting. I don't know. I, I, it, you're Lex Luthor. That that blows my mind. You can't see John Goodman as Lex Luthor? No, I, I can't I, see John Goodman. Have you seen Goodman's um, amazing. Clover Lane? What is it? Clo- what is uh, it? Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ten yeah, that's Lane? actually what sold oh, me on. Oh, right? I love, oh, I love yeah. John Goodman. Don't get me wrong. I love John Goodman. He's just not Lex Luthor. And I'm actually going to be with Red Terror. Once you see that movie, I can, like, after seeing him in that movie where he's kind of just so off kilter. Mm-hmm. Well, I would go back and do who I would... Zack Snyder did cast Lex Luthor wrong. As, as much as I didn't mind Lex Luthor, except for his going crazy and his speech at the party, I, I did not mind uh, Jesse Eisenberg, because Jesse Eisenberg is a good version of Lex Luthor, but the ideal one would have been the voice of Lex Luthor from the animated series. Jesse Eisenberg needs to stay in Zombieland. But, um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the actor's name, but um, the Kurgan from Highlander, um, he's been in Flash. Um, yeah, okay. Had his head Clancy, 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 Brown. Clancy, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown doing him as the Lex Luthor in a Kingdom Come. That, that could, that but, could work. Again, the voice. I, I, I get you there, but if you, you know, you've read Kingdom Come, I know. Yeah. Um, he gets, he's like Lex Luthor in older age. He's, he's smaller, he's pudgy, he's, and he just, he's, he looks so much slimier. And I just feel like I think John Goodman has so it. much. I think, I think he's Goodman's such an amazing. I, think, I, I love that cast, and it's probably the best cast he did. I really do, man. I think no. if you see 10 Cloverfield Lane, it might change your mind. Who really else do you have on there now? Uh, Shazam is Vince Vaughn. That I'm not sure of. That one I'm going to... And, you know, it's... He could do it. Dude's got more range than people give him credit for. If you've seen uh, True Detective with him in it, it's not I as good as the original that. one. I need to watch but I haven't seen it. Obviously. He's got some range, and okay. if he got in shape, he's got, like, a weird presence to him, which Shazam has in that book, where it's like, he's like, are you Okay. You find out he's not because he's being, you know, controlled the whole time. You know, a good... I'm, I'm actually okay with the Vince Vaughn. Okay, not great, but okay. A good possibility. I was thinking if you could have somebody who is a popular kid actor that you haven't seen in a while. That would be Who's now as an adult because of the way the storyline yeah, goes. Yeah. That could be cool. Well, we, we haven't seen him in a while now. We did see him grow up in the part. But Tom Welling, since Captain Marvel was... A pseudo copy of Superman. Mm-hmm. Have Tom Welling do um, the adult Billy Batson. I that, did that too, actually. That, that could be yeah, kind of cool. That. Since you're not going to have him as part of Superman at yeah. this point. My my first my first choice for Shazam was actually John Hamm. I was like, he just does the hair slicked over. That's him. That's Shazam. But I was like, he might be too old for the surrounding cast because he is supposed to be younger than the rest of them because he's Billy grown up. Now. Yeah. I want John Voight as old Batman. No. No? We have Ed Harris. Did you uh, hear? We have Ed Harris. I, 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 think, I think there's a romance thing here with okay. Matt and Ed Harris. That, Ed Harris is awesome. Lunch money was awesome. I'll say that. Well, where was... I mean, I just... I feel like he can pull Nothing wrong with Ed Harris. See, no, Ed Harris is a great actor. Right? I would probably pick somebody different again. All right. You know, Dirty Harry himself would be a great... He's too old. Too old. Batman. Too old. And crazy. Too crazy. Yeah, you got that. You got that. And even All if right. they did a Batman Beyond movie, I think Kevin Conroy is old enough to actually. Actually, Kevin Conroy. That actually I had not thought about that. Having him 
as himself. Don't give her credit for her ideas. That's actually a fantastic idea. Give me credit for my ideas. I had the idea. That is the best idea this table has mentioned today. No, Kingdom Come was the best idea this table mentioned. All right. So for our last minute, B-Man, what do we have for our question next week? Well, Sunday is the last episode of Walking Dead. Should they call it quits? Is, I mean, is it going too far? Is it? Do you think they can really survive a couple more seasons? Is this it? I mean, I, they're going to keep going, obviously. But they're going to keep should going. They, should they probably the end this? Now. All right. Walking Dead. Should they walk off into the sunset? Yes. Should they die? That too. That's actually probably a question we can answer right now. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Un- <laughs> unfortunately, we only have 40 seconds left. Okay. I think we tried answering now. Well, A, we have to spoil our question for next time. And B... Well, he's very part of his theme song and he wants to play. And there is the theme song that I do enjoy playing, assuming the internet will work for us here. So, for John Paul, B Man, Matt, Fred, we're out of here. Maybe. Depending on the internet. For the love of God, John Paul! It's playing. It's not playing. There's no. We're still here. We're still here. People want. Okay. (laughs) Until next time. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.